The sermon this morning was to be delivered by Dr. Rudy Blanc. Yesterday, however, he had a pacemaker placed in his body and he is not able to be here today. He did prepare the sermon for this occasion and I've been asked to read it to you this morning. And the text for this is from the Old Testament lesson which you heard earlier from Isaiah 55 verse one which reads, come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come buy and eat, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. And Dr. Blanc introduces his sermon by saying this, when I was a youngster growing up in Chicago in the 1940s, my parents used to take a trip to Maxwell Street on the near west end of Chicago where the Jewish merchants had their market. In those pre-Walmart, Costco, and Sam's Club times, they sold their merchandise at cut-rate cut prices. It was rumored that sometimes they sold stolen goods. It was also rumored that they considered it bad luck not to make a sale to the first customer to enter their shops in the morning. So the idea was to get to Maxwell Street very early in order to get a special deal on being the first customer of the day. On one occasion, we ran into one iconic Jewish merchant named Gable in front of his shop. Hey you, he called out. Come into my shop, see what I've got. Come by, I will make you a special deal. Come by, what do you want to buy? What do you want to pay? Gables got it right away. Our text also begins with a hey you and a come, a come followed by an avalanche of imperatives. Bible scholars disagree whether Isaiah is using the image of a merchant in front of his tent or a street vendor or a messenger calling out to invite hungry and thirsty souls to a free meal. Whatever it may be behind that image, we hear the voice of Yahweh calling out to a discouraged, disillusioned and oppressed people, a people that had been carried off to Babylon where they had lived in captivity for some 70 years. Even now that Cyrus the Great has put an end to the rule of Babylon and and is permitting the Jewish captives to return to Zion and to rebuild their city and temple, many are reluctant or just too tired to abandon Babylon. They are ready to throw in the towel. Yahweh has seemingly forgotten them and the covenant he made with David to provide them with a leader that would defend them, teach them and guide them. But now Yahweh speaking through the prophet promises them wine, milk, bread, and clear water without having to weigh out precious silver to get them. In the lectionary of the old synagogue, Isaiah 55 was read in conjunction with Genesis 42 verses 18 and following. That's the story of how Joseph's brothers found the silver for their grain purchase put back into their sacks. The grain to make their bread would cost them nothing. This was nothing they had worked for or deserved. It was a gift of grace. So also are the clear water, the bread, the wine, and the milk that Yahweh offers his people. Now we know that in many passages in the Old Testament, water is a symbol of Torah, the Torah that speaks not only of sin, 
but also of forgiveness and liberation. Water and wine are also symbols of the Spirit. For Joel, Ezekiel, Zechariah, and Jesus in his conversation with the Samaritan woman, water is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Luther equates the free bread, wine, and milk with the gospel in which we receive God's blessing and salvation free of charge. In contrast, Luther interprets no bread as the opinions of the papists. No bread is a way of describing all of our attempts to get a good rate, credit rating from God. No bread is that which does not nourish. It's false prophecy, false teaching. It is the leaven of the Pharisees. We are tempted to reject the free bread Yahweh offers us and to buy our own bread. Luther reminds us that our old Adam despises that which is free and prefers to spend great sums on indulgences, pilgrimages, and relics. Idols made out of silver and gold, whether they are made in Babylon or sold on Wall Street, are expensive. Even cheap grace has its price. Christ calls us to delight in rich food free of charge, but the prosperity gospel preachers have their price. They still cry out, come and buy, buy my indulgences, buy my cheap grace, trade in your old Reformation lamps for new perspective, perspectives. In contrast, the hope our text offers to the weary and the discouraged has to do with the Davidic covenant, with the sure mercies promised to David. This promise not only looks back to the second king of Israel, but to the new David, the Davidic Messiah, who will come to instruct and guide his people, and who together with his people will be a witness and a light to the Gentile nations. This new David offers bread and wine, clear water and milk to those who thirst for the truth, who thirst for forgiveness in the spirit. This free food is for the prodigal son, the Samaritan woman, the thief on the cross, the hearers of Peter's Pentecost sermon, and it is for you and for me. In our text, the call to receive bread and water, wine and milk, is for a captive people needing strength to rise up and leave Babylon, its idols, its violence, its disregard for the weak, its philosophy of life, its self-indulgence, and its core values. Be advised, though, when we talk about Babylon, we're not talking only about ancient history. Babylon has the ability to morph and metastasize taking on new forms and accommodating itself to new situations. Babylon is all around us trying to assimilate us, infiltrate us, and reprogram us. For the book of Revelation, Babylon is Rome. For John Bunyan, Babylon is called the city of destruction. For reformers, Babylon is equated with the papacy. For many today, it is the consumer society, the empire or postmodern relativism. The call to come out of Babylon and return to Zion is called repentance. We need the bread of life to sustain us in the wilderness, to sustain us for the journey and in that wilderness to fulfill our vocation. There's a lot of ministry to be done in the wilderness. Out there, there are a lot of sheep without a shepherd. In the gospel for Sunday, we hear about this messianic vocation of the new David and his messianic people. 
looking over the scattered, hungry, thirsty sheep of Israel who are like a dry and parched land, the new David orders, give them to eat, to eat of the bread of life and to drink deeply of the strong wine of the spirit. Give them instructions, give them words for life, for faith comes by hearing. Give them bread, wine, body, blood. Don't worry about whether there is enough. My feeding of the 5,000 reminds us that my presence will be multiplied upon thousands of altars among hundreds of nations, peoples, tribes, and tongues throughout all ages until we are all gathered together in the marriage feast of the Lamb. Those 12 baskets filled to overflowing signified that there will always be enough bread, a bread of life for all who heed the calling voice. That's why this morning we can come and without silver receive bread and wine, body and blood, remission of sins, and the latter-day outpouring of the Spirit. Hey there, all who are thirsty, come.